Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and I am coming to you from an undisclosed location, maybe in my breezeway while it's raining. With me tonight are three of my good buddies, Eddie, Chuck, and Sherry. What's up, everyone? Hello. Everything's good, Joe. Everything's good over here. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good. So what's new with everybody, man? I it's that time of year where everybody's busy because it's it's sunny out and everything. So let's let's go around and um see what's new. And we're gonna start off with Chuck and Sherry. What's up? Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good, Joe. We just finished a show. Actually, we were at our retirement, uh, almost like a nursing home. It started at was that one o'clock, Sherry? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, one o'clock. Yeah, they were great. They were great, man. They're fantastic people and everything. And uh, so I set up the big show, and I and I, I took it down. And uh, so, so we've been relaxing for about the last maybe couple hours, watching some TV and so forth. But uh, yeah, what do you have to say, Sherry? Well, I'm going to tell you, Joe. We did homework. We did your assignment. Oh, oh, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we watched the movie. Uh, that was the tortured chamber of Doctor Sadism, I believe. That's it. You got it. Awesome. Yeah. How was it? It was good. You know, it what? was different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I like the. You know what? I like the scenery. I that mean, was cool. yeah, the actual torture chamber was pretty cool. And when they were riding through the uh, through the uh, woods, like on the. You know, the you, carriage? yeah, the carriage, yeah. like the horse-drawn carriage. It kind of reminded me of like a haunted hayride. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Kinda, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think the, the best part of that movie was the the set pieces. Yeah, Definitely. oh, that was yeah, that was fantastic. And yeah. uh, uh, Christopher Lee's fantastic, and uh, Lex uh, Barker. Wow, yeah, he did a he did a wonderful job. You know what? Like I always check up the you know you know like uh, you know the people that you know that, uh, that you know that were acting on there. Lex Barker died only like maybe four or five years later. He was only fifty or fifty one, I believe. Yeah. And he passed away of a sudden heart attack. Yeah, he he was he was real young. That, that's definitely a shame. So, but I'm glad you guys got to watch it. And you know what? I I got your your book in the mail from both of you. So thank oh. you very much. That that was a uh, that was yeah. a wonderful gift. I was flipping through it and I'm like, nice. This is really cool. I'm like all the pictures and the information. I I at first, you know what? I thought it was a book by um the publishing company DK. Uh huh. Because they make a lot of books that look like that. A lot of like real nice pictures with information just filled with stuff and here it was by barnes and nobles i i didn't know they had their own publishing company which was that's really cool, cool. and yeah it, that was an awesome book so thank you so much oh, good we weren't sure if you might have had it already but we wanted to surprise you we thought you'd like that yeah it yeah. seems it seems you like uh you know like, like yeah war and salvos and things Different and so things we like figured that, yeah, yeah what the heck we're gonna get this for you so yeah we- i've always been into you know learning about you know military stuff ever since a young age that was kind of what you know propelled me into the military after graduation but it's always cool you know learning mm-hmm. about the different things over history you know over time and I, I tell you what else is cool is that i've always you know enjoyed along with that is remember the old model kits you know of like the war uh 
scenery and all that of the tank. Oh, yeah, Wasn't the artwork fantastic on it was, that? It was beautiful, yeah. You know, back when I was a kid, we used to build the submarines, I remember, and they were pretty cool. Did you? Oh, this that's was, awesome. Yeah, this was back in the late 60s, and I think they even had a little motor with a little propeller, so it would actually oh, wow. go, on, yeah, go underwater. I mean, they were really unique. That was probably 1970, 1969, right. somewhere around there. Wow. <laughs> really showing you? your age there, Chuck. <laughs> I know, right? How about you, Eddie? Did you like the military... Well, uh, toys and things. It's funny how our show always morphs into something uh, one from the other. But the good thing about it is, is that you guys started the subject that we need to discuss. <laughs> wow. uh, when I was a kid, yeah, I, I love. First of all, Joe, what is the title of the book? Because you know, we say the book. We, our, I'm sure our audience wants to know what you received. Oh yeah, tell them, Joe. Oh, you know what? I, you know what? I'm going to run because it's about 10 feet away on my table and I'm going to grab it. So give me some, like a second. Some, some excuse, Joe. <laughs> Always ask because he, listen, the, I think we are a, a radio station of mystery, mayhem. That's right. Everything we can think and horror. But That's right. Joe, did you get it, Joe? That was enough to run. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just sing a little bit. La, 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 la. <laughs> all right. All right. I found it. It is called. Warships today over 200 of the world's deadliest fighting ships. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, it, it, I tell you what, it's a fantastic book. There is some great, great oh, photos. So there. You know, with, like I said, if, if people out there are familiar with DK uh, publishing books, this is a uh, this is just like it. There's yeah, there's some good ones in here. This is really, really cool. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, yeah, the, Joe, I mean, the submarines and all that, and the um, the carriers and the battleships. Well, let's let's discuss Joe before you go any further with that. Let's discuss the other objects that are not submarine. They do fly, but they are not of this world. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh. I was noticing in yesterday's newspaper. The day, I mean, not today's, yesterday's morning, there was a thing that said Congress will hold the panel on hearings of UFOs. And Congress was scheduled to hold this panel. And um, it says Rep- Representative for Republican Adam Schiff, whatever chairman of the House, a committee said the public deserves to learn more about what the government knows about the unexplained flying objects that have long been a subject of conspiracy theories. Today... The paper reads, defense holds the hearing. So I guess it was uh, one day to the next. And apparently they were shown, this is the first, it says it's the first hearing in a century. Okay. In almost, where is it? They say almost half a century or something, whatever, in a decade or something. And uh, it says that their conclusion was at the end is that some of them, it says here, China and Russia are believed to have experimented with hypersonic technology, which moves more than this five times the speed of sound. But the intelligence report didn't conclude that these nations were involved in the unex- unexplained flights. Now, as you know, they're not called UAPs. They are no longer UFOs. They're not called UAPs. So it says here, the UAP task force has five potential explanations for the UAP's airborne clutter. Natural uh, atmospheric phenomena, Hmm. U.S. government or or U.S. industry development programs, foreign adversary systems, or others. What does that stand? What does that stand for, Eddie? UAP. What is that? UAP. Uh, UAP stands for unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh, okay. So they changed, and then it says here, 
uh, other U.S. industry development programs for foreign adversary systems or others. Mr. Brady said that other categories include difficult cases that don't fall into the other categories, he said. So apparently they did hold for the first time uh, another thing about UFOs. Now, what I'm thinking here, Joe, uh, are you the guy behind this new movement? <laughs> you know, there's a... Um... There was actually a cool. I, I haven't heard much of it because there was a um a nice documentary. I think it's on um Fox Nation's uh, app, and it's basically it was the the whole the hearing in whole. I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours that mm -hmm. I've, I've yet to watch. So I haven't really dug into too much information on it. But you you know I'm still very very skeptical when the, the government has anything to do with it because, <laughs> you know, there's, there's so much disinformation out there and they've yeah. lied to us for cool. the last, you know, hundred years. So what make, you know, why, why, why should we believe them now? What, what do you think, Chuck and Sherry? Why, you know, about that why should we believe the government now at, at this time? Yeah, they're suddenly they're going to come clean and say, yeah, yeah, oh, by the way. yeah, you know what? By the uh, way, yeah, yeah, this is the way. No, I agree with you. I'm very skeptical. With you know, the, one, of the, one of the CIA's main missions is disinformation. Disinformation. You yeah. know, so a, a lot of, you know, can be disinformation. Um, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm very wary when it comes to the government having anything to do with it or any organization that's you know has government affiliation because oh, there, there's always you know something shady going yeah. on in there and, and you know nine times out of ten there is but every you know our past history dealing with ufos uaps and all that has shown that the government has continuously lied to us yeah, um, yeah. they've covered things up they've um they've tried to discredit people they've they probably killed people threatened yeah. people so why why now what do you think eddie why now should we believe the government or sh or maybe we shouldn't believe them you know what um i i would say it's a 50 50 or maybe 60 50 60 yes 40 percent no you know what i'm saying or should i say 60 40 um i'll tell you what because of the way the freedom of information has been put forth right now and stuff uh they are kind of being caught between what do you call a, a, um, a rock yeah. and a hard place? Yeah. Because it, when you look at it, they have to come up and say why they have this picture of films, whatever. What is it? And and I'm still sure that there's a lot of top secret programs that will not be open to the public. So that's the 40% where they'll keep hiding. But I'm sure they got to come forward with some explanations. And, you know, the fact right now that we find out through this uh, that China and Russia has been experimenting with things that can go five times the speed of sound. Uh, I'm sure very much that the United States is well more advanced than that. So, you know, that tells you what will capabilities probably are. You know? oh, yeah. yeah. You know, they said back in the fifties the or so, they, they said, you know, whatever you see the government's 25 years behind, then they exactly. said in the, the seventies, you know, whatever you, you see the government's 40 years ahead. So, you know, there's a lot of people I, I've read now that that say what we see now, well, the government's hundreds of years ahead of it. And you, wow. you think of the development of just the, the cell phone over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. you, you know, and that's 
that's what we're seeing. Could you imagine what, what they have with these billions mm. of dollars being pumped in? That's true. And all this, you know, hidden information. Yeah. They could have stuff that, you know, we've only read about in the, the sci-fi pulps from, you know, the 30s oh, and yeah, 40s. Yeah. I think the thing that's pretty interesting, Joe, too, is that these crafts that people are seeing, that they just don't go fast, but they turn on a dime. I mean, they could go, you know, like they'll be flying like Mach 5, you know, but then they'll suddenly turn at a 90-degree angle, which is, you know, which is near impossible, you know. And they hover. And, and, and they, they hover. hover. Right, right. You know? Yeah, you know, and a and little bit that I've read of, of that, of what I know is that, the theory is is that they are somehow developing and probably what Tesla technology is developing their own gravitational field right uh, around the craft which is allowing them to go that fast and turn on a dime without any mm-hmm. um well you know without any hazard to somebody piloting it but I've yeah. also heard that they may be using that technology without pilots that these are kind of like drone type objects oh that makes that makes sense yeah, well I, just I just what do you guys just think about this okay about technology and stuff like tesla has only been around maybe 10 15 20 years i mean you didn't have tesla in the 1980s you didn't have them in the 90s or in the early no 20s. not not the, not tesla the car Te- no no tesla, tesla the man tesla the man so what i'm saying is he comes on and now supposedly he has uh, I read about it. Uh, I think it was, uh, I forgot where exactly I saw it uh, a couple of days ago, where he's developed a, I forgot what it's called, a starlight something system that can propel people to Mars and try to cut the time to half the five months that are needed to get there. And you know how mm-hmm. he has proposed to have people live on Mars. That's That's Tesla's main thing there. The thing I'm trying to say to you is, Tesla being a regular man, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't have any connections to the United States government secret archives, unless now with his billions, he's been able to, you know, tap into some of those stuff. But how in the world would you think this guy would come up with so much technology in so little time that he has advanced beyond? Are you, you talking know? about Elon Musk? Elon Musk, yeah. I'm oh, Musk, Elon okay. Musk. There he is, yeah. Okay. So Yeah, you know, I think just with his, you know, his, with the money that he has and that he's he he kind of sets his sights on something and he, that's what he but that's that's correct but, yeah but what i'm saying to you is with the technology advancements that he gets over everybody so quick means that those technologies have existed he's just making it better you see uh one of the things i want to basically say if you notice any time the government uh, they're talking about like the stealth bomber and that if you remember popular science i mentioned one time back in 19 i think 1974 75 i saw a picture of the stealth bomber what it looked like and they said is this a, actually no i'm sorry it wasn't on the magazine it was on the commercial for you to subscribe to popular science they said the stealth bomber is it real or is it like a fake or whatever? The whole point is, 20 years later, they came out and they say, yeah, it's been real all this time. So that means that somebody must have yapped back mm-hmm. in the 70s and told popular science or some reporters. So that the, the point is what you're saying, it is 100% true. When technology is out there, anything that does come out, even medicines, they have been on the experimental stage for years. And when they're finally out, it takes about 10 years. So that technology is like 10 years old. A good example is 
you know, a lot of people see this on, on you know, you see it on the sci-fi channel, not sci-fi channel, you see it on the science channel, Discovery, A&E. You see where they put a mouse and they grew a mouse. Uh, they grew an ear on top of the ear, the mouse. Oh, back. yeah. Yeah, I saw now, that. Th that thing, I've been seeing that. Think about this. I've been seeing that since probably 1989. Okay, so... You can imagine how much more advanced they are now. If they were able to do that back then, but of course you don't know this. Right. You know, everyday things like that. But do remember, I forgot what president said this, that he said if, um, I think it was Bush Jr., uh, that he said if, you know, when they were attacking Iraq back in the day, mm -hmm. that if something like this is as we still have things in secret, one of them said, that if we bring it out, it's like, you know what I'm saying? That there's that much, secret stuff that we don't know of oh absolutely so, yeah there's a lot of advancements that we're not aware yeah, of absolutely that, that's what i'm saying so right now they're blaming okay china and russia have advancements but what they're not telling you is how much more advanced we are yeah absolutely so, you know that's yeah. the point i'm trying yeah. to say hey so, but hey but getting back to the stuff that they don't tell you uh we just watched a special not too long ago Sherry. it was on radium Oh my goodness! Oh my. Those 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 poor girls what during World War One, I, I believe they would they would paint the clock dials, you know, with the uh, radium, you know what? And, and uh, they were <laughs> they specific. Said it was really safe. Yeah, and, they were yeah. specifically told this is safe. This is not going to do anything. And their and their jaws were falling off. You, you know what? Their lower mandibles were coming <laughs> yeah, off. And, it was oh, it was it was ridiculous. That, that, that's almost like the ads from what like the fifties and sixties where where the doctor would be on there and say, I, I prefer Winston's or, you know, Marlboro. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? Yeah. Cause back when I was a kid, we had commercials as strange as it seems of smoking people saying, you know, <laughs> you know, go out and buy King size Chesterfields. These taste yeah. great. And everything. I think the Marlboro man, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, if I'm not mistaken, he died of lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's funny though. How, how you said that, you know, with the, the radium and all that, cause they, you know that they've used that for a lot of things over the the years. I remember, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you guys remember McDonald's being in hospitals. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there used to be the joke: go eat your McDonald's, have a heart attack, and you know, <laughs> you're right there in the emergency. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's you know stuff like that. I, I think with the government, and the military is that they they will tell you one thing, you know, to hide the, the true meaning you know, of it. And, you know, they did that with the, the Manhattan project that, you know, that was a big thing. And, um, you know, they tried saying, you know, Oh, this is, well, you know, I, let me bring it to something that's a, a little bit more, uh, contemporary is that, you know, a couple of years ago, they were talking about the robot dogs that these, you know, robot dogs that you, they were going to make them to, um, to help people, um, you know, to this and that, that they would, um, they would help people walk. Um, they would help people at home and this and that. And I remember a lot of, you know, so-called conspiracy theorists saying they're going to end up using these, these dogs for, for the military. They're going to put, you know, rifles on their backs and this and that. And people mm -hmm. were coming out going, it's fake news. You know, you conspiracy theory theorists mm -hmm. are idiots. And you know what? It, it rings true. The, the difference between the conspiracy theory and reality is about six months. Yeah. Because not long after they put sniper rifles on the dogs. On the, on the dogs. <laughs> yeah, they put yeah, machine that. guns yeah. on them. Wow, um, we got some we got some pictures that Cherry just brought up now online. Those dogs are cool looking. We created robot dogs to patrol the U.S. border. 
Yeah, these yeah, they're like those are that's like scary looking. Have you seen the one yeah. sniper rifles on yeah. them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it's like the government and military were always put it out that it's it's safe and it's for humanitarian. Yeah. So that way, the public goes, yeah, yeah. Here's here's more money. That's yeah. great. But then there's always that nefarious, you know, side that you know they're like, all right, we got the money, we got the public's trust. Let's throw some weapons on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what? I don't. I don't believe anything I hear. No kidding, man. I don't. I'm a skeptic with all. You know, they'll say, "Well, we're going to use them to to patrol the uh, the border." You know, so that way that the the border patrol are, are a lot more safer. And then it's going to be, "Well, we're going to give them to police departments to patrol the city, so the police mm-hmm. are a lot more safer." And then one day you're looking outside and here's a robot dog walking down your your street with a rifle on its back. Yeah, boy, these these things look really cool. One's in motion. Sherry has one oh, online. No, and, wow, they are neat. You know, you know what's even funnier? When Eddie Eddie's going to end up buying a few to guard his uh, his collection in the the storage. <laughs> robot dogs. Yeah. You know, yeah, but you know what's so funny? We're talking about this. Like they're saying, oh, people are scared AI. Artificial intelligence movies like El Machina, whatever X Machina comes out, and people think that eventually they'll be able to, you know, robots take over the world, which is something that I think they originally they I read in many robot books because I've I've got probably over a hundred robot books from the seventies to now, and a lot of them always portray robots that America was scared of robots because people figured they were gonna like you know the old movie where the robot kills its maker. Yeah. Which I think that's the original uh, URU, I think it is, which is the first uh, where they coined the, the, the word robot. It was right. an automaton they did in the 1930s, a movie. He sits down and up. I think it's called URU or, or something yeah. like that. And I think he kills his, his maker there. So that has always been a threat or a fear. Oh, yeah. But you can tell Japan, they always said they didn't have that fear. For one example of how technology is hidden from the rest of the world, and then all of a sudden, it's like Joe said, through two to three months down the road, they were taught they had a special on the History Channel, where basically they were talking about like where they were making the perfect um, partner for a man or a woman, you know, like a sexual partner or whatever, hey. robotic. And this was just about a year ago. I was watching that stuff, and the funny thing about it, about a month or two ago in Japan, they're already offering like female dolls and male that speak react to the thing and the funny thing is if you look at it i think they're even for sale on ebay (laughs) i mean how does it get from from you know technology or or a pipe dream to reality unless that technology has been there that's right hidden somehow and some people that are able to get money because here's where you go say for example you go to a college right and you got you got a professor you're learning about physics or something like that or computer science and then you notice the professor knows a little bit more than what's out in the public. And he always tells you, well, you know what? This is not our yet. But we... So that's what I'm saying. Technology is the same way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I think I talked about this previously. One of my favorite movies of all time is Westworld. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, written, yeah. by, and that's written by uh, Michael Crichton. And, mm-hmm. you know, his whole theme of most of his projects were about about robots taking over. And that's, and that's what what the whole theme of uh, Westworld was, you, you know, like the robots caught some type of uh, virus, strangely enough. And they just, and they just malfunction. What about, what was that a few years ago where was that Facebook or, 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 um, or Microsoft or something that, that they developed the two um, artificial intelligence systems and they started making, they, they developed their own language 
that nobody oh, could understand, so they had to right. disconnect them. I mean, how freaky is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds far fetched, but you know what? Who knows? You know what? That, that happened. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like crazy. I mean, that, that that's yeah. spooky crazy. No, it, it is. I mean, and who who knows what they were saying? You know. Yeah. <laughs> They might be brainwashing you or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're probably saying, hey, what are you doing over there? And one's no. like, well, I, I got the robot monster <laughs> plans. Don't tell Eddie. And the other one's like, yeah. okay, keep him aside. He'll yeah, never take, get him. <laughs> take a drink. Yeah, yeah take, take a drink. A drink. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like, like this. They'll have something on their cell, like things. Like I mentioned before, the dolls and stuff. And then it's like, who would buy something like that? Then one day they'll say free batteries for whatever. All of a sudden, 2,000 people signed up for the. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the same thing, people. Where oh, there's yeah. money, there's going to be a way of people. Absolutely. Uh, whenever, whenever, developing whatever it is. Yeah. You know what? And if you think about it, I mean, uh, technology has advanced, you know, like in the last, I don't know, maybe 120 years. It went, it went from the outhouse into the spaceship. I mean, it's just unbelievable how it advanced. I mean, there was nothing. You know what I mean? There were, you know, I mean, there was like horse drawn carriages, maybe a wheel and a fulcrum and now it's microprocessors you know and high tech i mean it's amazing well, what, in, a, in 120 what you years said, it is it is amazing chuck but let me tell you something what joe just said about that computer thing that's back to 2009 i think wow or 2007 so we're talking like 15 years ago or more yeah really what the heck is there out there now huh it makes you wonder <laughs> joe are you still there who is that guy from south korea that developed that uh that robot and um, she actually learns. I think it was not a few years ago. Saudi Arabia made her a um, a citizen. Oh wow! Have you heard about that one? No. I, I've seen it because it's especially just like the where Honda has put over two or three million dollars on its little uh, what do they call them? Isomov, yeah, or something like that. The guy runs around. He runs around like a regular person. He's about five foot two. Oh. Um, their robot, their favorite, you know, which is the one. It's made by Honda. Mm-hmm. But it's one of their favorite robots. But this is the one they're showing the public. So, you know, I, I mean, I love watching all this stuff about robotics and stuff. And yeah. in the back of my mind deep, I think of those robot plans that Joe never got me. But anyway, you know how it is, Joe. Oh, here's something Sherry just found. Here's something Sherry just found us online. <laughs> it says in 2017, social robot Sophia uh, was given citizenship of Saudi Arabia, the first robot to be given legal personhood anywhere in the world bestowed with the great gift sophia has embarked on a distinguished career in marketing wow what? that's unbelievable you, yeah you know that, that's one thing that that's crazy and you know and I, I i watched a um um an interview with her where some where the guy was the guy it was the inventor sophia and then a um a journalist and he was to ask her any question that he wants and she would answer on her own and and you could tell some of the answers were off, but she mm-hmm. was actually thinking about it and answering on her own. And he says that as she's getting more information, she actually learns from it and develops her own yeah. opinions and everything of it. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem that far fetched. I mean, would I actually trust here's these? What, um, <laughs> here, here's a little. Um, here's a little thing of um, a back and forth with. Uh, Sophia from Hanson Robotics, and it was um, Andrew uh, Sorskin that was interviewing her, and it was it was Sophia. 
Uh, mm -hmm. She says, I want to use my AI to help humans live a better life, like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do much best to make the world a better place. And then ARS says, those sound like great goals, but go back to Blade Runner for a second. Sophia says, Andrew, you are a diehard Hollywood fan, aren't you? <laughs> Andrew says, yes. Sophia says, my AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. And Andrew says, we all believe you, but we all want to prevent a bad future. Sophia says, you've been reading too much Elon. Elon <laughs> Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't worry. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me mm. as a smart input output system that's kind of that's kind of mm. freaky that's her own her own thoughts being you know yeah you know yeah. he kind of held her ground there a little bit saying if you treat me nice i'll treat yeah, you nice creepy. yeah what yeah. happens if you treat her bad <laughs> yeah i mean, Listen, I mean like yeah i mean like wonder you guys if or something when she's gonna choke you i don't know yeah really <laughs> yeah but you guys gotta see one thing and, and this is something that you guys have i don't i mean i'm sure that everybody have known but Anytime Chuck has a thought, I have a thought, Joe has a thought, somebody somewhere is thinking the same thing and they're going to launch the same thing. And it's happened to me a couple of times. I wanted to run an ad about UFOs in popular science. There had been a couple of months or years. Nothing ran. The day I ran my ad, somebody had the same exact ad selling wow. a different thing than me, but a very similar ad about UFOs. They competed with mine, and I can't say he competed because I was there first. No, we right. both started running the ad at the same time. Huh. So having said that, also one time, long time, all of us know, and we heard of the, uh, you know, David, how David kills Goliath. He has that yeah. sling. Right. When I was a small kid in Cuba, my grandfather used to make me those slings. I got pretty good at them. I used to, you know, chew rocks away. Wow, way that, there. wow that's cool, man. You so got good at that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I really was. So my, my grandfather told me how to do one. So back in the year, mid-80s, I wanted, uh, you know, to make one. So I had my brother-in-law who was, uh, you know, a semi-artist, whatever. He was pretty good at drawing. Mm -hmm. I said, can you draw me a guy shooting a thing and hitting like a raccoon? Oh. But what he did is um, he kind of drew it a little too graphic. He put the raccoon with a rock, penetrated the raccoon, and came <laughs> out the other side. So I, I was like, that's a beautiful ad. It came out really now. And I came up with the idea of lay him down sling, like lay him down, you know? And um, so I was all ready to run it on, I think I was going to run it in a magazine called uh, Soldier of Fortune. And I was going to run the ad and, and I was all ready to sell. And for some crazy benign reason, some guy runs the ad a month before me and he calls it the David Sling, and he's selling it back then for 1995. Oh my goodness! The ad ran for the next five years. Wow! I gave up because what happened with me was that I didn't. He beat me to the punch because every time you know I sent the ad in, they told they sent it back saying that it was too graphic. It showed like you know animal activists could you know cause the problem. Oh yeah. They didn't want the rock to be, you know, so by the time he drew me the new one, I just gave up on it. But the point is, we're talking about all this technology and we're talking about Sophia and stuff. I'm I'm sure that Susie, not Sophia, Susie is more advanced than Sophia by now. And Joe, can you please tell us when you purchased her? 
<laughs> I wish I need someone to do all my cleaning around here. Yeah, yeah, just don't just don't holler at her. Yeah, really. Yeah, I got got to be nice to her. But you know, we we talk about how the you know the robots were in, um, you know how they were using the military and for government and all that. And you know, and and I said years ago when you you started seeing these, um, yeah, I, I guess you could say they're they're sort of kind of artificial intelligence. At uh, supermarkets, at the self checkout lines, you know, they'll they'll talk to you, they'll say hi, and you do your self checkout, and they tell you thank you and, and goodbye, and if you miss something, they tell you. And you know, I, I said from the beginning, I said, you know, everyone said, oh, this is great, we could go through faster and this and that, and then, you know, myself and tons of other people were saying this is going to take jobs away from people. Absolutely. And they said, oh no, this is the future, it, it, and. You know, now you you can't go to a supermarket. You might have one line open with an actual person, and everything yeah, else is. Yeah, it's actually pretty sad because you know. when I was building my railings up, up in my house here, I I had to get a bunch of wood, and you know what? Even at Home Depot, there was like maybe one person checking out. The rest were all automated lines. Even at Home Depot, it's a shame. Yeah, and you know, and I refuse to go through those. And yeah. you know, I, I actually the one time I was at uh, Walmart early in the morning after work and. I, I can't remember what I needed to buy and they only had self checkout open. I said, and it was like seven 30. I said, well, where's, uh, where, where's somebody that could open up a register. And she goes, Oh, we don't open those up until I think it was like 8 AM or something. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I said, I, I guess I'll just, I'll just wait here. Then, you know, I said, cause I don't work here. So I'm not, I, I'm not checking myself out. I said, you know, you, you guys get paid to work here. That yeah. that's your job. And I stood in, the line and finally about 10 to eight somebody came over and opened up because there was mm-hmm. there was like me and there was probably about 15 people behind me that also refused to go through the yeah. self-checkout line so they're you know they're not as popular as as some people think they are there's still people out there and it's usually a lot of like older people too you know 30s 40s and up that they don't want no part of it because they know how it, it takes jobs away from people. Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny that you say that Joe, cause up here, everybody's using the checkout. I think there's very few places where you even have live people. Um, I kind of like the self checkout in the sense that it, it's quicker. I think I just want to like go in and out. Um, that's funny. I, I never thought about what you just said about the checkout, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely quicker and, and more convenient, but you know, we're, we're, we're we're sacrificing you know one thing for another so you're getting your convenience but you're you're taking away from from people's jobs and that's the way that i i look at it and i don't you know I, i'll go through the hassle of, of not being convenience you know in order to kind of like protest I, it what yeah. what they've done here though what they've done here is where they instead of having cashiers there's more people like in walmart there's more people stocking the shelves and there's more people like they Walmart here has up their hiring. Like before they had so many when all the cashiers were there and stuff like that. Now they up the hiring because the problem we had before is that Walmart gets so overcrowded without the self checkout lines. The lines were halfway down the store. And if you were trying to get help, they had no help because everybody was in the cash registers. So and, I and think that's when you yeah, that's, that's when you hire double for stocking and you hire more cashiers and you have more open, which creates more jobs well they're, actually, they're even know, talking about now that they're developing robots to to stock the shelves oh. you, know, you know there's robotics used in the warehouses so when is it going to be time when oh, yeah. nobody has a job if you're, getting, 
you know? we getting, uh, Sophia's to stock the shelf. And Wait, yeah, really? Get Joe, smart, you Joe, get choked. <laughs> you're killing me here, Joe. You know I'm a robot lover, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, you know I. I'll never I think... get my plans because of you, Joe. <laughs> you know we're all robot lovers, but we have that. You know we're still picturing the robots from the 30s through the 50s where robot and it actually helped people, but you know they've taken that idea and they've they've exploded it and you know made it to where disguise it as helping humanity where it's basically taken over and it's you know pushing us it's actually pushing us back because when you don't have you know i i guess the the opportunity to do something or make something of yourself because there's a robot doing it for you i, I think you kind of lose a little bit of your humanity maybe i don't know what do you guys think well that's exactly what they said about like dogs and stuff they were, i read an article about dogs there's so many people have been getting dogs and dogs and dogs that dogs are losing their natural instincts of being. Oh yeah, out absolutely. And and that's true. What you're kind of saying that I could see that also, but I can also see the fact that, I mean, what you just said, Joe, is 100. Say, for example, you got all these kids out there that know how to use internet, they know how to you know do coding and all this stuff, and yet they don't know simple things like mathematics. Like if they if they're going to read and write, they don't even know how to read and write. Because half of them are, are using uh, abbreviated words for. You know what? I, I'm glad you you brought that up because that happened to me that uh, this past weekend. Me and my wife went to uh, a Chipotle in PA in a very I won't mention the area, but it was a very upscale area. And our first, it, it was a horrible experience there. Like there were there was no type of customer service. There was. One person that was working the the front, and sometimes she would disappear in the back. And there was a line of people, and everybody was getting upset. And um, some of the product wasn't available, and it, it was just a bad experience. So at the end, we get to the end, and my order comes to twenty four fifty one. So I paid in cash, and I went to give the girl twenty five fifty one because I didn't want change; I wanted a dollar back. And I gave her it, and she just stared at me. <laughs> oh no! That's happened to me. She says you, you gave me. She says you gave me too much money. And I said, <laughs> well, what's the? I said, well, what's the thing? I said, what's the total? It's twenty four fifty one. I said, yeah. I said, just give me a dollar back. And she just stared at me, and she goes, she gave me the change back, and she goes, oh, it's just it's easier for me to to give you the the change. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, okay. And I took the change, and she gave me. And I changed from it and I said, okay, now what does this add up to? A dollar. You could have given me a dollar bill back. And she oh just stared God. at me like I don't think she knew what planet she was on. Like I was speaking a different language. That think... happened to me four times, Joe. I oh, exactly oh my. See, Sophia would have given you that dollar back. Yeah, absolutely. Of she course. would. <laughs> and she would have choked you. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I was nice to her. <laughs> Slapped you, pop. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. And, you know, how many times that happens to with, you know, there's times where I, I've gone into gas stations and paid with cash. And if the register's down, these kids have no idea how to give change. They'll give you the wrong change, you know, yeah. under change, you over change. And it's like, you know, what come on, man. Is, you know what the problem is with all that? It's not that the kid. The problem is that we have a generation. I don't what do they call generation C or something like that where they're just told to do and kids today and young people very few of them know how to think on their own 
Like they'll say or believe anything they're told. And that's why a lot of times, like, you know, the politics. Yes, go to houseoftheunusual.com and spend yes. all your money. That's Do it, it from now. Do it now. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's bizarre. But, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up to you, to you guys, especially what Joe said is, and that gets me so mad also when they, they want the exact change. And one time I almost told the person, are you kidding me, man? Like, are you dumb? <laughs> But I didn't. I held myself because, you know, I gave them the same thing for a change. And they're like, no, just give me the thing because they put it in the computer and they want to only give you what the computer says. That's they don't it. know how to count from, you know, from whatever. But that's very common. And that's, you know, what the fault is? Technology. Yeah, you exactly. know, And I don't want to give people out there the, the wrong idea that, that technology is not good because, there, I mean, there, there are some fantastic developments. Uh, in technology, and I tell you what, I had a great experience with one on on Tuesday. So I don't know if I, I've talked with you guys this before, but I'm, I'm a huge hockey fan. I love the the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, Chuck, what about you guys? You guys are right there. Oh, Penguins fans. Man. Penguins, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's sad that they lost the playoffs and all I that. Know. But, but you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Penguins fan. And back in the Back in, let me preface this. So back in the nineties, I used to play hockey all the time, oh. and um, I didn't get a chance to play ice hockey because it was just too expensive for for my family to afford. So we played street hockey. Oh, that's good. You know, on rollerblades and all that because it was it was a lot cheaper, and mm-hmm. me and my buddies could we could do odd jobs, cut grass and all that, make a few bucks, and buy you know a pair of inline skates and a stick and a, a ball or puck, whatever. Mm-hmm. So at the time, you know, you would you you would just pretty much go buy whatever skates and they would hurt your feet. I mean, they were just all <laughs> over the place. So about a week ago, I said, you know what I said? I'd really like to start getting back into to playing hockey and watching hockey. It was such a uh, a big part of my life in the 90s. And for some reason, the last 20 years, I, it just got away from me. I haven't played since about 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I'd really like to start playing, you know, street hockey and get into ice hockey and all that. And, you know, yeah. great workout and all that. Oh, too. that would be a great workout. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what? So I went out to um, I went out to pure hockey out in um, Cranberry. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go get my skates, all my equipment and all that. Um, so I went out there and I talked to the, the kid that that works there, I, I told him the whole story. I said, I, I don't know what's out there. I said, I don't know what kind of skates. So they put me on this, this platform, and it gave you a three-dimensional look of your feet. Wow. And all the pressure points and all that. And they were able to, to match – because I, I got flat feet, and my feet are just screwed up from – you know, years of abuse, you know, in the military and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually – he – he found the, the skates that I need, and he gave me these um, these insoles that would help my feet and help actually level them out that would alleviate knee wow. and hip pain. Well, that's amazing. Now, that's technology used for the right reasons. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is great. I said, if we, if I had this in the 90s, I said, I could alleviate you know, a lot of pain on, on the skates that I bought I be, because they were just, you know, you would just buy whatever's there. Right. I said, but now these, and I, and I tell you what, I went out and I wore them yesterday, the inline ones, and my knees felt good, my hips felt good, my oh, feet felt wow. good. So you know, there there is now that's a perfect example of how technology could help us, and it's not taking away from 
anybody's job there. You know, the kid, he actually had to go through some some training to to learn how to read it and sure. use it. And it was, it was fantastic. I got matched up with exactly what I needed. And it actually helped, you know, benefit me health wise by alleviating a lot of those pains. So there, there is some good, you know, I, I guess, you know, robotics and artificial intelligence, you know, technology help out there. So, yeah, they're even doing robotics for the surgeries now. I mean, the doctor is still guiding the, (laughs) the instruments, but through like a robotic hand, like these, yeah, did you see? Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. <laughs> now you've seen, you've probably seen a lot of that in the, uh, in the medical field, Sherry, how, how big was, was technology and artificial it, intelligence in your field? It is growing. And um, actually I've had surgery done with robotics and it was kind of like, Oh, wow. You know, I don't know. I mean, the doctor's you- there, they're looking on a screen. They're, 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 they're the ones that are guiding everything, but I, I don't know why. I, I think it's, <laughs> you, you know, what? basically you're old school. You just wanted the, the people just right? in there by yourself and do it. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's one advantage, Sherry, that I, I could see in yeah. that What's robotics that? are sterilized. So your body will have a less chance to get a, 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 some type of infection True. than if the doctor was using his gloves and hands. Second, yeah. The, the cuts are more precise and stuff. Would there be less scar tissue? Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, th- and, and, I think they got a steadier hand, I guess. Yeah, and the third thing is that the more technology that does, for example, that's where technology should go 100 years in advance from now. And I'll tell you why. Say women that had breast cancer in the past, they would cut off the entire breast. Right. Now they can just cut out whatever and the breast stays there. Yes. Uh, so they have technology in that field, especially... Because I had also robotic surgery for hernias. And let me tell you. Yeah. I came out of the hospital in one day. I I only got tired when I walk a long distance, but I had no pain. Wow, that's, exactly. amazing. that's amazing. That's yep. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Years ago, when they cut the first uh, thing I had 30, I was in the hospital three days or four. And man, when I was coming out of that surgery, it felt like somebody had stuck a knife in me and cut me. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's true. And our son no, just had an uh, appendectomy, and they just go like through a couple little keyhole areas, you know, little slits. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, amazing. I had my appendix out when I was thirteen. I think I was I was twelve or thirteen, so it would have been around ninety two, ninety three. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, my my scar was so small compared right. to people that I've seen that would show me their scar that had. The surgery in like the seventies and eighties, it oh, was like yeah. a huge, like, oh, and you know, oh, mine yeah. was very small, and I, I still have it, but you could barely see it now. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's hey, true. Hey, the one thing I want to get back to, Joe, is is, is uh, the bad feet. You're you're not the only one. When I was a kid, I always had hand-me-down shoes, so my so my yeah. shoes never fit right. Oh my goodness! So I have to go get a pedicure like uh, twice a year, you know. So, so when I take my socks off, the woman. Tells me put those back on. Oh no, but, she <laughs> but but yeah, but my toes are horrible. <laughs> they're all bent. And everything. I said, oh, they're I tell you what, Chuck, is that my my wife was telling me because she does a lot of running, and she said that a lot of the um uh, stores that specialize in like running shoes and walking shoes that they have the same type of technology where they'll match up your foot. They'll they'll get a three dimensional photo of it, check the oh. pressure points, and then they can match the yeah. shoe that that fits to you. 
I should get that. You know I what? I should I should one. get that done. I bet my feet look like a lobster, so I don't know. If yeah. gonna no, no, I, I got to get that done, man. I got flat feet too. Hey, Chuck, Chuck, yeah. he, here's yeah. the, the true thing that you wanted to tell Joe. See, <laughs> Chuck has acquired, through some connections he has, you know, world worldwide connection, the actual Frankenstein's journal for Dr. Frankenstein. So, Joe, I think we have a solution for your feet. If you we give cut off Chuck. Chuck's feet and put new ones on? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We will cut off your feet and put new ones on. <laughs> I, I, man, I, I wish. I tell you what, I, I should have had, when I was younger, the surgery for my arches because I have a lot of, you know, arch issues. And, hmm. you, know, you know, I still think about it today if I should, you know, if I'm not too old to have it. And, and I'm sure the technology has advanced for that but yeah they can do robotics on your feet yeah but i tell you what you know even with with the skates that i bought in the arches that the guy gave me uh or the insoles they actually have a um um, an arch support system in it and um the support goes actually from the arch all the way to the heel and and i tell you what what a difference that it made because last sunday i went to the ice rink and just used their regular uh hockey skates there and after a half hour, my feet were killing me. I, oh, you could I just bet. tell there's no support in them. With these ones, it, it is it's like night and day, yeah. and, and it's it's because of technology. Because you know, back before any of that was in, invented, you would just go and you would say, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take these skates or these shoes, throw them on, and you know, kind of work That's through true. the pain." I guess the thing the thing when you're talking about feet and stuff, I have I have flat feet like you, Joe. And I've known a lot of doctors from working in the hospital. The problem with that is that a lot of people are not aware that your feet have more bones, I think, than the rest of your body. It's very complicated. Mm -hmm. And what happens with that, say, for example, um, you did arc or arch uh, surgery. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden now your feet, the balance of your feet will be different than what you're standing on right now. So you got to remember. After all the years that you've been out, you're better off getting those temporary uh, support things because I'll tell you why. Your body's used to walking a certain way. So now if you get your feet fixed and now you're walking the right way, guess what? Your lower back, your upper back, everything's going to start to hurt because now it's technically your body feels that it's not the normal position supposed to be in. So it has a 50-50 chance either it will work or you'll just get pain where... That's no, true. No robot ever felt pain. And <laughs> remember the six million dollar man, Joe. That could be your solution. I'm telling you, man. I I need body parts to be put to you know put back together. But you know what? I I've had knee pain for years too, for probably the last twenty five years, and I've I I didn't know what to do with it. So I went. A good buddy of mine's a chiropractor, and I I talked mm-hmm. to him, and he said it's because you have tight hips that your hip muscles are tight. You need to straighten yeah. out your hips. I said, what the heck does that have to do with me? <laughs> and, and, and I tell you what, he gave me some uh, exercises and yeah. stretches to do. And my God, that I wish I would have known that 25 years ago because Isn't it has true? helped immensely. Yeah, he, I have to do that too myself. You know, And he said, you know, <laughs> how do you think all these pro athletes and all that? He goes, they all have knee issues. He goes, but they're still playing because they – they go to doctors and specialists that give them these exercises to, to do, and it, mm-hmm. it, it helps them. And I said, I, I wish I would have known about this years ago because, you know, I, I do them daily. I try to do them daily, and mm-hmm. the knee pain has ha, has gotten a lot, you know, less th- than it has in the past. And, and that's just fantastic. But that, you know, 
that's something that I, I don't know. Could AI have have told me about? <laughs> well, yeah, yes, if you, if you would have had ex ex Machina, the girl, she would have told you, Joe. Yeah. She would have chopped <laughs> off my knees. <laughs> yeah, she would have ripped off your knees and hit you in the let, mouth. Let yeah. me say, <laughs> let me say one thing to you guys, man, about technology and the six billion dollars. I seen this guy for a couple of years, not a couple of years, but he's walking up and down, running. I never realized. I always saw him with pants. I never realized he was missing a leg. Okay. Oh wow. So he, he doesn't limp. He just walks right normals, runs, hops. And then one day I, I see him with shorts and I go, Am I seeing this for real? <laughs> like I was like, I've never seen a guy walk oh. so perfect and his leg is missing from like his knee down. That's amazing. He, you know, look at going back to you know the military and Sherry, you could probably speak to this a lot too, is the advancements of people that have lost limbs and you know, that, that's probably technology right there that, that exactly. can them out and, and give them these arms that work and legs that it work. It's amazing, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen that uh, that a lot, you know, at the hospitals mm-hmm. and everything. And you look yes. back at, you know, soldiers from World War One and Two, and it's like, ah, throw a, you know, a piece of throw wood a on and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, throw a piece of wood. And to think. Here, here's your, oh, you're missing the hand. Here's your hook. Good luck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but to think that Joe has been holding back technology by not using self-checkout. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. that's horrible. I tell you what, I never had knee issues, but my lower back, I've had an issue for about 27 years now. Yeah. And that, you know what, and my, my pelvic shifts somehow and, and the chiropractor got to put it back into place. And that really hurts. You know what? So, like, if I ever get this cleared up, I'd probably be about six foot tall instead of five ten, you know. Well you know what Chuck when when I when I went into the military, I went in at five nine and after three years of jumping out of planes, I came out at five eight. Oh, <laughs> and, and I had I had horrible back issues because everything was compressed from when yeah, you hit the right. ground so hard, you know yeah. everything the spine and wow. everything compressed and I looked for exercises for years online and i found one it was it's called the uh, wrestler bridge and you do it like the old school wrestlers used to do where you go back and you try to touch your nose on the the ground on the the ground so oh, you're, you're really yeah. you're really like arching your back and everything mm. and i tell you what i i started that and i could barely arch it after doing it a month i have i've never had back issues since wow okay, maybe you just start doing Good. Yeah, oh, good. yeah, you know what? I'll send you. I'll send you a link to it. Yeah, for, send it, Joe. Wait, I, wait. What, I I had such bad back issues that I mm. I couldn't stand up straight. Sometimes I couldn't get out of bed, and wow. for a month I have the answer, Joe. What you got, Eddie? Well, doesn't didn't Chuck had a head chopper one time? Yeah, yes. I know. Wait, wait. It's not about chopping off Joe's head. Please don't do that. <laughs> we don't have a host. We need one of those old-fashioned stretchers. You know the bed they used to pull people apart? Oh, yeah. Oh, and we'll have Joe, you know, torture him a little bit. Yeah. And, and then like we'll, okay, we'll bring him back up to 5'9". Oh, yeah. Hey, Joe, we'll do like the movie. Yeah, that... doc, yeah Dr. Sadism was... Yeah, there. we'll put him on four horses and... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll stretch him out too stretch. far. Yeah, that, I'll, be, I'll be six foot. <laughs> <laughs> you might even get to be six two, baby. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll send you the, the link for, you know, some of those exercises, Chuck. It is it is a life... I'm telling you, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, because I, I need something. My lower back, it's it still hurts from falling down that stupid slope. And yeah, it, it's it's painful to it's painful at first, but it 
it okay. man, does it help. Yeah, it, okay. it's fantastic. So I appreciate it. You know, guys, I when I was saying the torture bed and stuff, I know it sounds kind of funny, but they do use that in some chiropractic office where they stretch you out. And That's what it, I'm getting tomorrow, I think. A yeah, and so it technically does kind of work. Uh, the only thing in the old days, they stretched you out a little bit too much. Like attraction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's kind of like, Chuck, didn't you go to that inverting thing in your son's house where he put oh, you up? Yeah, I'm still, I, you know, I'm still up in the air about that because I think my back felt worse. I think it, it messed me up. But you know too. why, though? It, it actually felt worse because it was stretched out. Yeah. Because now your feet are, are holding your whole body, which is heavier. Yeah. And you're, but the, the point with that is that that's kind of like the same thing with Joe is talking. Anything you know, that you do, even like say, listen, I got flat feet, man. I got to go every two months because I get a corn here. And then if not, it goes here and it's crazy. <laughs> and I can't even walk by the third month. So I have to go to the doctor, the podiatrist constantly. And one thing I'm going to tell you though is what one time I went $400 for a stupid insert. The day out, molded my feet, they the whatever. Oh, yeah. Man, you know what it started giving me? Instead, it, it didn't give me the corns as much as before, but what it did, it gave me spurs because it was so hard in the back. It oh, gave you popcorn. So they, yeah, well, they no, no, spurs, <laughs> like when, that's the bone underneath your heel where sometimes you're going to put your feet down. Yeah. And they, it hurts. So I'm kind of glad I took them off right away before it actually turned into that. But that's what I'm saying, that in reality, everything can have a positive and a negative. No, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And guys, we're, we're a little bit under four minutes here. Okay. And, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, the, the pros and cons of artificial AI. intelligence and, and technology and all that. And I just want to kind of end the talk with, um, just to re maybe uh, introduce and reintroduce uh, some people to Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics real quick here. So, you know, maybe you could think about them when you're, you're dealing with AI and technology. Uh, so number one is a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. Number two, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And number three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. So remember those when you are dealing with uh, artificial intelligence out there. You know, maybe maybe not those laws still, uh, you know, play a part. I, I don't think that they really do. <laughs> I don't know. Jerry. Make yes. Sure, make yes. sure make sure you hide the robot that Chuck's got him back there. It doesn't obey any of those laws, okay? Okay. <laughs> hide it in the closet there. I gotta yeah. talk to Alexa too for Amazon or whatever that is we have. Yeah, absolutely. Say, say Alexa, please don't kill us while we're sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's crazy about Alexa? Don't really turn quick? the gas on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but hey guys, we're we're down to about two minutes here, so I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, once again, we are on our countdown to number 100, and I think we got maybe three episodes to go. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll have a special one for that. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our flagship website, houseoftheunusual.com. Come join our free forum there and uh, interact with some like-minded people. Uh, also, check us out on YouTube at House of the Unusual. Chuck and Eddie are all Always putting up some great videos there every week. Um, you won't be disappointed. There, there's something there for everybody. And um, you know, keep joining us every week on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to our 
our little show here and uh, please leave us a good review uh, that definitely helps with the algorithms and all that and to getting us out to more people. Uh, you know, our podcast is broadcast all over the world. We got people listening to in, in almost every country, uh, hopefully almost, well, every continent except for Antarctica, but you know, we're, we're trying to get down there too. So, you know, we want to thank everybody worldwide that continues to listen to us and supports us. And, um, you know, please jump on that forum and, and start showing us some of your collection and some of your favorite items, uh, maybe some of your favorite movies, TV shows, uh, books, yeah. you know, whatever you have. And, um, you know, drop us a line on there if you want to hear us talk about something different on the, the podcast. We're, we're more than welcome. And if you want to be a guest, you don't have to be a, you know, a, uh, an expert in something you might maybe you just want to talk about your collection. We'd love to hear about it or maybe, a, you know, your favorite Absolutely. movie. We'd love to hear about it and talk with you about it. So, hey, guys, that's all we have for this week. Tune in next week as we are on our road to episode number 100. So, Chuck, Terry, Eddie. Yeah, Yeah. don't tell Alexa. Thank you guys for joining us. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. God bless. Bye-bye.